Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, November 22nd, just a couple of days before Thanksgiving, I'm your host, Jack Riggins. Restoring American values, bringing common sense and sanity to the capital city. And whoa, what a great show I've got for you uh, with these three shootings. Uh, some other political uh, questions I have um, about our next senator. Uh, voter ID. But before I get to that, I want to thank everybody at KLIN and all the affiliate stations here for the greatest Christmas decorations I've ever seen. In any establishment anywhere. So the staff just, I don't know, a bunch of elves came in here and this place is rocking. Um, if I could vote, if I have any say in KLIN, I think we keep Christmas decorations up all year long. This place and every piece of KLIN in the broadcast house is covered in Christmas cheer. And so big shout out to everybody. I really appreciate it. I have even read some of, uh, I think Froggy put out some fake news. Um, I've even read some of their articles. Uh, we'll have to investigate that uh, when we get a chance. But uh, thanks to everybody for that. We'll also get to uh, Twitter Tuesday if we can. If you're listening right now, we got a short show, 45 minutes. So... Send us some nominations of Tweet of the Day on the Rick Stein Recognition text line 402-479-1400 or you're just going to get Johnny and I's best chance. And Johnny Cadillac, who's producing, he's going to do something wrestling and I'm going to do something... Most likely. Yeah, I'm going to do something um, that, you know, might not make any sense to anybody. So we'll just see. Tweet Tuesday, give us the nominations on the Rick Stein recognition hotline or text line, excuse me, 402-479-1400, and we'll go from there. Okay, yes, Lincolnites, everyone, yes, I did. I saw the stories. We covered them here on KLIN, um, these three early morning drive-by shootings. Uh, we've got a great story up on KLIN.com by Mark Vale. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, four or five gunshots. Again, this is in our article. The residence was struck about four times. Uh, this was around 28th and D. Um, then you had another incident at 27th and Old Cheney. And then you had a third incident at 17th and Knox. Oh, so three in one night and somebody asked me about it. And what was my first response? Well, that's nice to see they're celebrating the mayor's reelection announcement yesterday. I mean, if that isn't perfect timing, right? The current mayor announces her re-election, and we have three drive-by shootings in one night, a teen the next morning bringing a loaded gun to North Star, and a man arrested after crashing his car into police, damn near pinned the officer against probably a squad car or something. And you say to me, Jack, why do you got to do that? Well, I have to do it. And you should ask this question, too, whether you're... Not political, political. Because she says in her opening statement, public safety continues to be my number one priority. 
I have prioritized strengthening public safety since my first day in office, both as a city councilor and now mayor. I have delivered on this issue by using the tools I have, most notably our city budget, to ensure our community is a safe one. Really? Really? Let's just break that down. So the 11 million or whatever million, well past 11 million damage that was done in one night during the riots with very little, if any, prosecutable stuff that uh, your administration did and you standing with the protesters, that's taking public safety serious? One night, $11 million worth of damage? Really? Probably. And I got, I, I mean, I can't verify this. Maybe if I can get them to come on the show, but probably essentially because of lack of essentially senior support or political support ran the current police chief out due to your actions that night. Having the city, having folks that do investigative reporting talk about the number of officers that are down and talking about how this is not helping our situation here. Really, you've taken it serious. Well, you know Democrats would not say things like that if they couldn't go to the stats to back it up. So let's talk about the stats a little bit. Okay, folks. They're going to talk about it's the safest it's ever been, right? It's going to be the best ever. You're going to hear that over and over and over into the next six months leading up to all this. Okay? Well, let's go to it. Okay? Because they're going to point to violent crime, right? Well, remember, you can adjust violent crime. How we rated violent crime 20 years ago isn't the way we rate violent crime today. Well, let's go to the ones that stick out to me. Okay, good job so far. Rape says it's down 26% over five years. That's good. But you've got to go look in their own stats. These aren't my stats. You've got to go look at the turnover from year to year. Okay. Well, we're down 9%. Um, We've got... 196 so far, 215. So there's a chance at 196 to 215 that we'll be right around the average from last year. So no impact last year. Um, robbery says it's down 9%. Well, we only need uh, 12 robberies, and that number is a perfect turnover from last year's number. No real improvement, but over the five-year average. Aggravated assault. Oh, interesting. It says it's down 13% over the five-year average. Well... Looks like we're down 16% on the year rolling. Up murders. Up 92%. Now, here's where it gets tricky when you look at the stats, folks, and you got to pay attention. That was the violent crime, so that's what they're going to talk about. Yeah, murders are up, but some of the other stuff is down. Okay? Um, or is it? Wait till we get to the end of the year. That's why you can't just look at the headline on the stats or what these people put out. Uh, let's go to uh, auto theft. Up 66%. Oh, larceny from auto, up 14%. They're not going to tell you that. Oh, arson. We like to burn things in this city. It's up 35%. That's on the five-year average, folks. So I don't know about you, so maybe the mayor can feel good and stand up and say, I'm doing great on crime. Public safety is my number one issue. And, you know, I know I'm low on officers, and I'm not really getting us filled back up, but, hey, Whatever, we're, I say we're doing good, so we're doing good. Well, I consider those other property crimes, crimes. Ah, let's go down to uh, some of the other ones. Weapon offenses, up 40%. Fraud, 18.2%. Vandalism, 47.6%. Trespassing is up 70%. 
And sex other and the miscellaneous crimes is up 40%. So, yeah. I'll make my judgment when we get to violent crime in those four categories, because you define them. I don't define them. I don't think that those four categories are the totality of what the city feels is public safety. I think it's everything. And so when you have murder up darn near 100%, you have larceny from auto up 13%, and auto theft up seventy, almost 70%, 66%, and arson up 35%, vandalism up 47%, rounded up to 50 trespassing up 70%. Who in their God's name can stand in front of people and go, Safest city ever. Everything's great. My policies work. Clearly, public safety is not your number one issue. Because, again, where is the stats for $11 million in property damage on your watch in one night? Where is though? Where is that? I don't know. Now, let's go to another thing they put out. And again, these are legit stats. This is Lincoln Police Department stats. Great transparency, transparency from LPD. And again, this is, I'm talking about policies here. I'm not talking about the men and women in uniform. They always do the best they can with what they got, right? And I'm going to sit up on this station until we get the manning and the manpower and the modernization that men and women in uniform deserve and not social policies that hamstring them from enforcing the law. Okay, so in this argument, though, folks, you need to kind of just think about it. As I go through these stats, in the last five years, 20, 100, have people, average human beings, have we gotten more lawless, less lawless, or do you think we're about the same? Now, I'm going to tell you up front when I look at these things, I'm just going to say, you know what? Man is man. Man does things. It doesn't matter what country they're in. And so the human nature part of it basically equals out. People are going to do bad things. And so those things are happening whether we can track them or not. Okay? That's my going in in position. So calls for service this year. Okay? Over the five-year average. Right? That means somebody called and said, hey, I need, I need the police's help. All right? They're up 0.63%. So that's not even 1%. So what does that show you? That shows you that, generally speaking, over five years, every year, Lincoln Police Department gets called about the same amount of time. Okay? 121,000, we'll just call it that. That's how many we get. It's right here on their stats. Let's go to traffic accidents. Nice. I complain about traffic a lot. Actually took a dip during COVID, which you would expect. Not as many people on the road. Right now, we're up to nine thousand four hundred sixty-four. That's a three point or three percent de- decrease. That's nice. You know, calls for service for traffic accidents. Not bad. Okay, traffic injury down about two percent. Okay, so if the mayor's referencing those, that's good. Two percent. It's not really a big dent. Oh, mental health through the roof. Now, that's not necessarily on the mayor or the policies. That's COVID-induced stuff. But nonetheless, um, that's increased almost 11%. And that makes sense. And I do applaud not just the mayor, but the police chief and, and everybody across law enforcement in America for realizing that mental health and 
making sure officers are trained for that, and even if they're special units, yeah, that's legitimate. Okay? Um, domestic disturbances, up 4.8%. So no real dent in crime there. We're just trending along the same line. Ah, here's the one I wanted to show you. Remember, my imposition is, is that people are doing things all the time, whether we see them or we don't. Interesting, though, folks, public safety is their number one priority, and one of the number one mechanisms that ensures public safety is a well-trained, well-manned, and well-modernized police force, right? Because there's just going to be these random human occurrences of crime, right? And they're also there to deter criminals, right? The, the presence of force, seeing a squad car causes you to tap your brakes type of thing. Oh, wow. Since our mayor took over, citations are down 40%. Now, is, is that because people aren't committing crimes? Is that because, you know, everybody decided everything's so great in Lincoln, we're not going to commit crimes. I just showed you that there are some crimes that are on a huge increase. Imagine that. Citations are down 40%. A, a trend line down magically since the mayor took over huh well does that mean we don't have as many officers on the street as we used to does that mean officers are being told that some crimes we really don't need to give citations for no felonies citations for felonies they're down six percent been a trend down okay well i guess we're not having felonies here Oh, another one. Here's one. Here's one. Here's a great one, right? Because I think a lot of people, me, I'll I'll be complete transparent. I've gotten in trouble in the law. I had some misdemeanors back in the day, right? That's kind of where the first step of little crime where the cops can intercede and slap a lot of young people around and say, hey, you got to get your life together. Misdemeanors are down 40%. Man, there's not any crime in this city, Johnny. Johnny, there's no crime in Lincoln. I mean, we're misdemeanors are down 40%, and so are citations. That really does say a lot. Well, it says something. Yeah. It says something. Oh, traffic stops. Imagine this. Do you think people have stopped speeding? No. Yeah. yeah. Well, traffic stops, we can't even put a percent because in 2019 and 18, it was like an average of 45,000, and now we're only down to... 26,000 this year? Wow. So, is it just we don't have enough officers on the street, or is it that we have some policies and some pressure from City Hall about the way we police? I'm not sure. I mean, I don't want to... I mean, safety and security is the number one issue, and so I guess I could say, wow, we're doing such a great job, there's all these decreases, people aren't committing crimes... But then I go to the stats, and you have a 100% murder rate increase. Yeah. You have a 70% auto theft increase. Vandalism, 50%. Trespassing, damn near 70%. Sex and other abuses, up 40%. Fraud, 18 Weapons offenses, 40%. Arson, 35%. This is what is on their stats. This isn't me. So. When you're looking at the stats and you're hearing the talk, I would encourage all of you to go pull the stats right there at LPD's website. And I would simply just look at the weekly stats. 
I do. I don't always comment on them. Look at the weekly stats and then also go to their crime metrics. And then you can see how it's rolling over so that when the mayor or anybody political, when the conservatives get up there, right, in this candidacy. So you can fact check them and you can talk about the impacts. The fact is, we're not trending good. Lincoln and I have been saying it for a year and a half. The Voice of Lincoln, KLIN, 1499.3. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, we're back. Uh, yeah, I think we spent a whole segment there on bringing a little common sense and sanity to the capital city. Uh, Johnny had a great title for the show. Uh, is Lincoln safe? I mean, I, I think what I'm trying to say is... I wouldn't be trusting your politicians on whether or not is Lincoln safe because while the stats can be debated both ways, uh, both are going to use for their advantage and it comes down to looking a little deeper than the stats and also what we used to call in the military atmospherics and environmentals. And there's a feel factor. Do you feel safe? Do you feel the response times are up? One of the things that people have talked about a lot um, and on the text line here, and I hear you, is that the tra- now listen? This is texter traffic unit was disbanded two years ago and assigned to other units because of shortages in staffing. That's not the first time I've heard that, amongst many things in LPD. Um, but it does seem not only by stats but everything when you talk to officers that traffic enforcement uh, was one of the first things to go, um, and that would make sense, right? Because I'm talking about statistics that show citations for that stuff are way down. Uh, well, because they don't have the people. And that's from multiple sources. You know, that would be a great question for somebody to ask the police chief or anybody in the police force um, or the mayor, right? Um, no doubt about it. So I get it. People are fired up about this. And, yeah, uh, folks, I, I this is just chance. I mean, as I always say, this is the chance uh, as you have an election, whether you like the policies or not, uh, for your mayor. Uh, folks, Twitter Tuesday, if you don't get any submissions into the Rick Stein recognition text line, 402-479-1400, it is up to me and Johnny to pick it. we got a short show today. We'll be out of here at 45 after. So keep listening. We're going to talk about uh, volunteers for uh, the Senate, the new open Senate seat. Voice of Lincoln, KLIN, 1499.3. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, back on a short show today. We've got about eight minutes left. If you've got a tweet, which it doesn't appear anybody does, which is fine. Johnny and I love picking it here on uh, Tweet Tuesday. Uh, Send it in to the Rick Stein Recognition Text on 402-479-1400. Johnny, I think some of the audience is beyond the Twitter um, age, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. As a matter of fact, uh, Twitter for me is just a really fun place to both decompress and, you know, cause a little trouble now and then. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so we'll we'll read that off if we get to it. But, uh, yeah, we talked about the crime. I mean, I'm going to talk about crime forever because it's an important topic. Um, I just I think 
I think the sentiment and the narratives that are out there are just that. They're just narratives. Uh, just do something. Um, so I have this great question because we're getting about that time. So Senator Sass is moving on to the University of Florida, which means there's going to be an opening, which means Governor-elect, soon-to-be Governor Pillen, will be appointing that person. And so I started thinking about it. Now, let me say this first. I would be totally fine if now Governor Ricketts becomes Senator Ricketts. I'd be fine with that. I think he's been a great conservative governor, and I think he would represent Nebraskans well up in the Senate. And there's been a lot of speculation from people and asking him if that is, in fact, what's going to happen. So, you know, that to some people, uh, maybe there's some backroom bar deals going on, and that may be. Um, but I would be fine with it. It'll be interesting as this Trump train gets rolling and the DeSantis train and the national fights going on at the RNC level, how that plays out. But uh, as a Nebraskan, Governor Ricketts has done a fine job and he would represent Nebraska conservatives and Nebraska as a whole very well if that were to happen. However, (coughs) excuse me, the procedural stuff is interesting to me because I thought to myself, yeah, is the governor elect taking resumes? Is he getting volunteers i'm i'm like wouldn't that be what you would be doing and i just haven't heard anything and that's okay but i'm curious so i'm going to be searching to try to find <laughs> if there are any volunteers because i would think that the negop would be one of the storehouses that you know a governor coming in would be asking about cuz we do have some people out there right if you remember and i'm not that Savvy, because I wasn't around here back then, but I know that Todd Watson, who's down at the NNGOP, once ran for Senate. Matt Innes ran for Senate. I mean, those are two names, and I'm sure there's some new candidates that were running for Congress, and and there's just new people. And so I'm wondering what that process is. Like, do you just walk your resume up and say, hey, I'd like to be considered for that open Senate seat? Is there a panel? Is that just solely the governor going to just decide? Um but we're getting about that time where wouldn't you like to know? Wouldn't you like to know who are the potential options and or if, in fact, it's going to be Governor Ricketts, now Senator Ricketts, which, like I said, I'd be fine with. Just tell us. But, yeah, I mean, I find that to be an interesting conversation, potentially. Um, so, hey, my point is, if you are volunteering or you want to be a senator for this great state, call the show, text me, let me know. I'd like to know because I think that... Uh, You know, everybody should at least be able to put their name in the hat if they have an interest. You know, it doesn't mean you're going to get it. Uh, We're going to have to push voter ID to tomorrow, whatever Wednesday, which is fine because we do have a whatever Wednesday tomorrow and we'll have open call lines. Um, So I want to talk about different ideas on voter ID, but what they have to actually pass voter ID, which I think is great. But now we've got to put it into legislation and get the nuts and bolts done of voter ID. And so what does that mean? Does that mean just when you show up? Does that mean when you do mail-in ballots? Does that mean for absentee ballots? I mean, there's a whole gamut of what voter ID could be. And I'm sure that's being worked through, but I'd love to hear your thoughts and ideas on it. Um, I'm going to spew out of my mouth the different thoughts that I can think of of what voter ID could be. Uh, Because, I mean, it's great we passed it, but now we've got to... Make sure it's a usable tool uh, for, you know, people in the state to have election security. Uh, let's go to Kendra Quick on line one. Kendra, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Um, I want to thank you for your work. I've been wanting to call and tell you how wonderful it is. Well, oh, I appreciate that. 
really, I, I we appreciate it so much. My husband's a civil engineer, but he's retired Air Force with Air Guard. And my daughter is a lab tech. She's retired Air Force uh, with Air Guard. Aim high. I love it. You got you got a bunch of Air Force people. My son's in the Air Force now too, so I guess I'm 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 starting to like the Air Force more. Yeah, I know. They used to call what the chair force. Yeah, well, you know, there's all the services have their little pet names for each other, but Air Force is a great organization. And I have a son-in-law who's an Army Ranger. There you go. Rangers lead the way. I think so. Yeah, well, they do. You got to love the Rangers. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, okay, I wondered if you saw. I hadn't listened. I haven't. Didn't hear you talk about. Uh, on Saturday, November 12th, there was an article in the Journal Star about uh, two illegal aliens from Mexico here in town raping a 10-year-old girl. Wow. Well, I, you know, I haven't seen that story, um, partly because the, I don't read the Journal Star unless somebody points me to it, so I'll have to go find it. Um, yeah. But it wouldn't surprise me, Kendra, because remember, I reported about the illegal alien that had 13.2 pounds of fentanyl, which could kill 600,000 people, was arrested well, in Lincoln, North Lincoln. That's all true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me that what you just said is absolutely true. I mean, people need to understand that this border thing is affecting everybody all over America. Well, they were friends of her father, or supposedly, as the story reads. Mm-hmm. And her little sister observed it. So, oh, geez, that just makes me. Well, it makes you sick. And again, we've become a city. I mean, they're trying to make this a sanctuary city. I mean, we've all but got a beacon out there that says, if you're illegal or you're an immigrant legally, come to Lincoln, Nebraska. And I don't have a problem with that as long as we have our policing infrastructure right to handle 300,000 people. And we don't. So these no. crimes are going to continue to boil no. up. And the words on the street, you can go to Lincoln and pretty much get away with murder or rape. Well, you know, and I, I know anybody, any... Um, I've got 20 seconds, I'm sorry. Anybody could do that, but um, they, if they weren't here, it wouldn't happen. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a big problem. I'm with you on there. I appreciate the call, Kendra. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, yeah, scary times. I mean, there, there's an atmospherics and feel component to this, and uh, people aren't liking it. We'll see how it plays out in the election. I'll be talking about it. Uh, whatever Wednesday, tomorrow, remember, we're going to talk different ideas on voter ID. I'd love to hear your thoughts tomorrow on that, what it should look like, what's going on. And other than that, continue to... 